This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It's franchise tag time. Look, I don't think Cincinnati's going to use the franchise tag. They used it last year for Jesse Bates. They could use it again on Jesse Bates. And I think some conversation is maybe you should use it on Jermaine Pratt. I say no when it's almost $21 million. What do you think about the franchise tag if Cincinnati were to use it? Nobody. There's nobody to really use it on. You have your free safety and waiting in Dax Hill. Plug him in. There's no reason, unless you really hate what he showed you in practice, uh, plug him in because paying Jesse Bates the 120% of the top five picks is like 20% more than whatever he got this year, which I think he got, what, like 17 from the franchise tag? It was around there. Yeah, it had to be around 17. But I, I agree with you when it comes to Jesse Bates. There was um, – I actually put this out on, on Twitter yesterday. I don't, I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals using it this year. I think next year is a good conversation that maybe they use the franchise tag for a player next year, depending on how some of the extension talks go. But the linebacker – situation i feel like this team feels very confident in logan wilson uh keem davis gather and maybe a marcus bailey step in another year and with with uh, the linebacker room i don't no offense to jermaine pratt he was a great linebacker and some could argue that he was the best linebacker on the roster last year i would but i'd still not give him the franchise tag because they lump outside linebackers and linebackers together so it's up at 21 million dollars like you're paying him is that the most an off-ball linebacker would make uh, it might be it'd push it like you're not paying top five average money like you're not paying the fifth most money to a linebacker you're because they have tj watt factored in there and those type of guys you're paying top top money like breaking the bank type that's why no off-ball linebackers really get tagged and look, they could maybe have that conversation with Jermaine and he gets paid in Cincinnati. I just don't see it happening. I think when you look at a guy like Jesse Bates and Jermaine Pratt, this defense is more than likely probably going to be playing without the two of them next year. And, you know, that is unfortunate because Pratt had himself a season. And I think of one of my favorite Jermaine Pratt years was the playoff game against the Raiders. I mean, he makes the play to end the playoff yeah. drought in Cincinnati. And I think we can remember just this past season, a lot of his big plays out there. And he is a difference maker. And, yes, the defense might take a tad step back with the absence of Jesse Bates. We we like Jesse Bates on this podcast. I wish they could have figured out an extension a couple years ago. Those conversations are more than likely over and Jesse Bates will more than likely play for a new team. I kind of want to go to the safety position really quickly because it is Dax Hill. And I think if you were to think of any of the Bengals free agents, Von Bell is number one on my list on who you bring back. I think it's important for Dax Hill in his first real season in the NFL. Yes, I know he was out there a little bit in his rookie year, but I mean, he's going to be taken over for Jesse Bates and, and Von Bell is a difference maker too for this defense. Tyson Anderson is someone who battled injuries his rookie year and again won't really get his full season until year two what do you think about Tyson Anderson out there if I told you they couldn't work something out with Von Bell oh I'm nervous yeah <laughs> he didn't even play <laughs> at least with Dax Hill I'm like oh you know I, I saw a couple reps here and there that could show why he does this he had an awesome preseason Tyson didn't even play in the preseason wasn't he hurt oh my goodness I I would be very very nervous if Tyson Anderson was a starting safety week one um i'm nervous I about it. i trust the Bengals if they really think that's their thing like they've been on fire lately with their decisions like that i just ooh, 
I think Von Bell's the most likely free agent to come back to. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just that I, he should be number one on the priority because like technically Jesse Bates is probably number one on my priority. I just not going to get it done because, you know, it's a bad resource management if you're going to spend first round picks on that and then also give top for wine money to the same position. Uh, and then uh, Jermaine Pratt would probably be, probably be my second. Uh, well, for the Bengals, I think it'd be Von Bell. Like if I'm the Bengals, I think I'd prefer Von Bell. Uh, over Jermaine Pratt just because I, I feel confident in the guys that would step in for like who are you more nervous for starting week one next year Akeem Davis Gaither or Tyson Anderson uh, Tyson Anderson he's yeah good. absolutely he's a late fifth round guy from Toledo <laughs> which is fine he could be great I think Talanua Hafunga is probably a similar profile from the 49ers he was an all pro so maybe that happens that'd be awesome right <laughs> you got a cheap safety that's played at that level that's an exception. That's an ex- most teams that they're going to trot out their their nearly sixth round pick from a group of high school. He's probably not. I'm not going to say he'd be terrible. I just I would not be confident in a starting safety duo of uh, Dax Hill and Tyson Anderson, and it, it not as much to do with um, Dax Hill, but Dax Hill and, and um, Von Bell. I feel pretty good about. So I think it's likely Von Bell is back. I think the Bengals value him. And I don't think it will break the bank, but we will see about that. I think projections have been a little bit all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And kind of going back to Dax Hill a little bit, his rookie year was so unique because I think fans wanted to see him out there at times. They felt a certain way and they're like, oh, let's see Dax Hill in his rookie year. And they kind of held off on that. I'm okay with that. And then he had a few mistakes with penalties late in the season when he was getting those opportunities. I'm actually really excited for Dax Hill. Yes, Jesse Bates will be missed out there, but I still have a lot of faith in what he can be as an NFL player in the safety room. Yeah, me too. If if you're out on Dax Hill, I don't really understand why. He was a rookie. He played more slot corner than anything. Most of the times he picked up penalties, did stuff that wasn't good. It was as a slot corner, which that's not great because that's what he played a lot. He played a lot of that in Michigan. But, yeah, I I don't feel that – if he was the Mike Hilton replacement, I'd feel more nervous. There's so much question with what he can do to take over for Jesse Bates, but he comes with good athleticism. I liked him a lot in the draft after I watched him. He was not a guy I watched before the draft because I said, that guy's more of a nickel defender, and they've got Mike Hilton. So then I felt – egg on my face right after <laughs> uh but i liked him in the draft uh liked him a lot i think in the joe goodberry thing that i'm a part of where there, there's a, about a thousand different factors that go into it he ended up as like a top 15 player in the whole draft so it was good value and when he did play deep safety he did a good job it was the other stuff that he was picking up penalties and missing stuff so and even the, the nickel stuff, I would still be able to talk myself into it because he he started at nickel corner against Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Like, oops. <laughs> That's not a great place for a rookie safety to be. No, 
No, not at all. And but, but at the same time with Daxil, I think a lot of people have to remember last year was when the Jesse Bates contract negotiations, all of that stuff was kind of continuing going into the season. And Jesse Bates wasn't there for the majority of training camp. And Dax Hill was getting those first team reps. So this will be his second season kind of out there with the first teamers when it comes to training camp. And, you know, maybe, you know, I'm thinking too much into what that's going to be like for him as a starter. But I think that's extremely important with this defense and what we're going to be able to see with Dax Hill. And I agree the Tyson Anderson nice depth piece right now for this team but he's the third safety that's cool i trust him in that role yeah 100 but i do i think the von bell i would be i'll say this i'll be shocked if von bell is not back on this team next year i think i'd be surprised yeah i I don't know if i would say shocked maybe that's a short word yeah i would say surprised like i i wouldn't be shocked just because there there could be a team that wants to give him like 14 million dollars a year and I am not going to complain about Von Bell taking that money. Nope. So if a team loves him and they want to do that, Sean Payton's back in Denver. I don't know. Maybe he loved Von Bell. <laughs> Although I don't think Von Bell loved New Orleans. <laughs> Wasn't there? A, there was a whole thing um, that I think Paul Daner got that was like, it, it was a revenge game for him, that Saints game. I, I, th- I think he didn't feel valued there. Uh, so maybe that's not a case but maybe still like Sean Payton maybe he's mad Sean Payton wasn't there <laughs> I don't know a lot with that but it, you know if he wants to go to Denver and Denver's offering him premium money which they probably shouldn't do because they're paying Justin Simmons premium money but yeah just live with the thing <laughs> if a team offers him 12 million dollars a year I don't think the Bengals match but if you know I think the Bengals match would would match quite a bit I think outside of where I'd feel comfortable matching like 10 million dollars a year I think the Bengals might match that although i probably wouldn't uh yeah i i would be surprised if von bell's not back but i wouldn't be shocked it's a little bit similar to eli apple although that's partially me thinking that there aren't a lot of teams interested in eli apple <laughs> like i think this is where he just goes out of default well i mean i could still see i could see them letting eli test the market again and just saying and yeah eli- but i'm not saying this because of eli's talent I am Eli Apple truther a little bit because I think he's solid. How many other teams are interested? That's think? what I'm saying. It's a it's a win. Like if Lou Anarumo got the Cardinals job, I'd think I I think he might leave. But with him back, and it's not even like any of the Bengals assistants are picking up defensive coordinator jobs or going anywhere else. They're, they keep coming back. Um, Al Golden's in Notre Dame. Eli Apple can't go to Notre Dame. I think he ran out of college eligibility. So out of all the guys, it's like. It, it would have to be a complete external thing. Like a guy that doesn't even know Eli, because I don't think any of the saints or giants guys that knew him want him. Um, So maybe, but to me, I think he comes back out of default, just like, uh, Oh, you're back. Sure. You could be the fourth. Why not? I mean, $2 million one year deal. Yeah. I'm fine with it. It's great depth. Look, man, imagine the cornerback room. You've got Cheeto and Cam Taylor Britt and Eli Apple, and maybe you draft a guy in the first two rounds. You're talking like you could you could take some injuries. Uh, Mike Hilton's still at slot. It takes a while before you get to Jalen Davis <laughs> in this scenario. I mean, uh, you can always use depth in the in the cornerback room, and if you're getting them on a cheap deal, but it's a win-win for Cincinnati because you let him test the market and you hold Cheeto. Um, everyone knows he tore his ACL on Halloween night, and he's probably hopefully had time to recover, and he'll be good to go for training. I, yeah, I definitely do want the Bengals to have depth at corner, so Cheeto doesn't feel like he needs to rush back. I think of what um, it was a shorter time frame, but, but Trey Hopkins um, when he was yeah his last year. 
that felt rushed back. January. Yeah, January, and he was able to be out there opening day. And I think a little bit of that was um, I don't want the quarterback to get killed. The other option is a sixth-round pick or, yeah, it was a sixth-round pick. So I'm going to push myself to get out there. And he struggled early. I thought he was able to put together some okay performances by the end of the year, but it was clear to me that I, I don't think he was ready for the start of the season. So if Cheeto can feel good about like, okay, Eli's there, like mm-hmm. maybe I don't need to be back week one. Like I can, I can work my way in week two, week three, somewhere in there. Tredavious White uh, just did something similar where, well, he had a long, he wasn't back for a while. So I would hope it'd be quicker than that, but they felt good. They had Kyrie Elam. They had Dane Jackson. They had enough corners that they felt okay about, you know, Eli Apple types that they, they were like, take your time, Trey. And the bills were awesome. And, and Trey white gets back and he's able to ease himself back, plays at a high level. It's great. This is a big year for Cheeto too. So, I mean, you yeah, do want to last year of the contract. Yeah. And that's a decision that, Hey, it, I mean, I know they're working on Joe Burrow, the T Higgins conversation, Logan Wilson conversation, when it comes to extension, then you'll get into the Jamar chase, all that fun stuff next year. But at the same time, if you look at the future of, of who's on the books, you got to think about some of these guys when it when it comes to Cheetah, when it comes to Mike Hilton, Trey Hendrickson, DJ. DJ. <laughs> um, you know what? When uh, I think you said it on on Twitter, when it comes to people talking about his future replacement in the next couple of years, we're like, no, 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 we're not ready to have this conversation. <laughs> well, part of that, and this is the end of the podcast, so I don't want to bring up a topic that'll take too long. I don't think nose tackles fall off the age cliff that fast. Um, I mean, I looked at it; it felt like thirty-two was around the time you should be nervous, not 30. And he's, you give him a, a four-year deal with an out in the fourth year. I think he's 28, I want to say. You you can do about three years before you get nervous about the fall off. So I would I would really think about giving, bringing him back because I think he is maybe the most important player on that defense. And you could try to draft the replacement. You could try to piece something together it'll be a different defense it's hard to find dj reader uh i know he was like a fifth round pick or something but you know it's hard to find that guy (laughs) everybody wants one (laughs) jordan davis just went so high that he was super athletic so yeah i i would i would look into offering dj reader a deal after this contract i don't think everybody would i think 30 is just a big scary number for a lot of people but i don't think they fall off there and i some guys didn't fall off for a long time looking at you know, like, I don't think Tony Siragusa ever fell off. He's like 34 when he retired. <laughs> he was still being the man that kept Ray Lewis clean for those Ravens teams. If DJ Reader is a Bengal for life, I'm I'm signing up right now. Yeah, we, talked about, we talked about it on the podcast probably about a month or so ago, and we talked about the most valuable players on this team or, you know, your future core players, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Then you look at the defensive side. We said DJ Reader. You know, I know he's getting older, but if you were to pull social media right now and say, who is a core piece of this defense that you want on this team? And may- maybe they look at the linebacker room and they say Jermaine Pratt or they say Logan Wilson. Um, and those are fine picks, too. But for me personally, it's DJ Reader. When I think of the quarterback of the defense, um, it is definitely him. And, and if Cheeto would have been healthy this season, maybe I'm saying Cheeto because Cheeto was having himself quite a season in Cincinnati while he was here. Um, and I hope we're having that conversation about Cheeto when he comes off this injury and it's like, ooh, 
do you extend Cheeto? Do you find a way to, to bring him back? You know, these conversations, we're really going to find out a lot going into this football season when it comes to some of these guys where they spent money on in the 2020 free agency when this front office was changing their ways. Uh, what is that going to look like this offseason? And, and we've talked about, I think we can agree that Von Bell at, at the top of the list. And of course, if they find a way to bring Jermaine Pratt back, I am game. And the only reason I do not mention Jesse Bates in that conversation, we just I just know it's more than likely over. Yeah, they drafted his replacement. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I, I want, I want people to know, love Jesse Bates when he was here, Jermaine Pratt, the same thing. I just, I'm kind of looking at, you know, this is probably where they're going with this room and, and um, you know, that's fine too. I hope Jesse gets the bag. Um, and I'm excited to see where. From Atlanta, not Cleveland. Yeah. Go, go, go to the NFC. Go to the NFC. We don't, we don't want you over in the AFC at all. Definitely don't want you in Cleveland. Nobody wishes that on anyone. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but what do you have up on all Bengals this week? I think I'm finally doing it. I'm writing the B. John Rogers Robinson article because I'm, I'm riling enough feathers. I might as well. I'm all on the Michael Mayer train, but you're, you I'll get a Michael Mayer article out there too. You might talk me into it. And if both are there at 28, we need a live camera on you. We might have to record our podcast right before the pick just to oh, see man. the live camera action. Last year I was, I was live on Twitch with Jake Lisko and um, a John Sheeran. So <laughs> I was like, I was like three beers in by then. So you will get it. It was an honest reaction to Dax Hill. And I went, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? No, now I'm pumped. I'm ready to about two more months until the NFL draft. And we'll have plenty to talk about. Make sure you follow him over on Twitter. Great breakdowns. Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.